0: High Noon with George Hook, thanks to ClaytonHotels.com, with 17 hotels across Ireland and the UK. All right. uh, Welcome back. Well, uh, Sharon, endodog, her mother had health insurance, diagnosed with terminal pancreatic cancer, and they had to call ambulances twice because of complication. She still had to spend an overnight in A&E despite her condition. Uh, And more to come from Sharon. Absolutely. It's appalling health costs here are higher than anywhere else, says a listener. Indeed they are. What the Germans can get for 100k might cost us a million. And uh, 10,000 more beds, George? Yeah. But where are the consultants? Are they in private hospitals? No, they're not. Consultants have separate contracts in private hospitals. Uh, Barry B. Desmond was not a consultant. Why ring him? But I rang him out of frustration. He was the Minister for Health. I had to get it off my chest and uh, and vote a Fine last time and she thinks we need change. Well, I'm sorry to um, uh, there, Anne. It won't matter whether it's finiel or Fine get fall. It'll be same old, same old. I think Vladimir Putin is the answer. Uh, benevolent despot. Well, it's uh, I'm not sure what time it is. Down under, but it's been late at night. And I'm joined on the telephone by my, my old mate Father Brendan Purcell. Father Purcell, welcome to the programme.
1: Hello there, George. It's 9.30 over p.m. over here, so we're just nine hours ahead
0: of you. All right, okay. Well, I was watching a fabulous Australian dame um, win the hurdles in the International Athletics Championships, the World Championships. I don't know whether you were watching that or not.
1: I just heard about it. Apparently, she's had a lot of misfortune. She came back from nowhere. Yeah,
0: Sally that. Pearson, I think, is her name. Yeah. Pretty been... heroic. Yeah, heroic. Now, look, this is very important to you because you've had a royal inquiry in Australia. One of the things they've recommended is that Catholic priests mm. should fail criminal charges. If they do not report sexual abuse that is disclosed to them during confession. In other words, break the seal of confession. What say you?
1: But well, I suppose, for starters, any priest, especially for any Catholic priest, has got to say that the abuses that have happened are horrendous. I mean, it's just, let's get it very, very clear. We want to end that. And I think, you know, the churches in most countries are getting their act together at long last. So that'll be for starters. After that, then, you have to say, have a look, just think back a bit. Am I going to... Are we going to help any child by this? It's uh, The mind boggles that. How how would you ever even know if a priest had in confession? You know what I mean? How would a law like that be applied? But the basic point would be be, why not have a look at a few other related areas like lawyer's privileges so if i'm if i've killed somebody can i go to has the law required to report the crime Because if he had to, no one's going to go near a lawyer anymore. You know what I mean? Same for journalists, although they're not protected, as you know, and law journalists now and then have to face the courts and go to jail rather than reveal a source. But I'm just saying there are a few areas in society where we realize that to protect the society, we have to protect things that seem as if it would be a great idea if they reveal them. And yet we can't do it because we'd break the relationship completely between a priest here and confession. The president felt he was going to talk about it.
0: I always worry about politicians or commissions or whatever because, like, they come up with ideas but don't appear to think it through. Like, uh, first of all, um, um, the confession is a fairly dark place. So you, the, the fellow on the other side of the wire, you you don't really know who he is. He he confesses to uh, sexual abuse, but he doesn't say, my name is Joe Bloggs and I'm living at num- number 37.
1: Absolutely. Uh, Yeah, so what are you supposed to do now as a
0: priest? Are you supposed to rush out, apprehend your man, and hold him (laughs) until the cops arrive?
1: Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. And in the end of the day, I mean, I just think of most, uh, let's say the one abuser I knew well, who happened to be a priest from my own class, who did six years hard time, and, you know, may, may have, you know, that was it. But he, from the friends of my own class who knew him well, he seems to have always been in denial and I've heard that said of others as well that I didn't know, that you're, at least many abusers do not regard what they're doing as wrong. I mean, this is horrendous for us, for anybody to think about it. How could they let that through? Maybe they can't face themselves, and so they keep it up. So they're not likely to come to confession anyway. And uh, so what the archbishops here are... are kind of boss in, in Sydney, has said for example, if an abuser came to told a conference of this crime, the confessor is free to ask him to repeat this to him outside confession, so they can resolve together yeah. what further action might be taken In other words, if someone came to me I would follow that advice and say, look okay, I can't ever talk about what you told me in here. Would you feel like you could tell me outside? I can't talk, walk you off to a police station, by the way, but would you feel you could tell me outside and then we could see what you should do about it? In other words, it's not an absolute impossibility that some could be persuaded to do oh. something about it. But it would have to happen totally separate from what they okay. told in Confession.
0: But the, the the Irish were ahead of the Aussies here, Brendan, you'd be delighted to hear, because when the tarnished Frances Fitzgerald, was Minister for Justice, she was rabbiting on about forcing uh, priests to break the seal of Confession.
1: Well, I mean, I think, again, I mean, the scenario here would be, are you really serious about ending child abuse as much as you can? Why pick on the institution where, in Ireland, it was apparently, I mean, it's horrific, 4% of clergy, at least in our diocese, and maybe one other diocese, in others it's slower than that. But most of the abuse, I remember being on with a minister for children on a Marian Finucane program on a Sunday morning, and he said, look, 90, I have no know I'm not a figures man, but he said 96% of abuses don't happen in places like church institutions. They happen in families and places like that. So if you really wanted to have a look at that, it's not just to get us off the hoop. My goodness, we, if, the we're, if, you know, if we've done wrong, let's face it, let's deal with it. But the reality is, this is a kind of a red herring, as far as I can see. By the way, we have a guy, I checked him out, I wasn't sure how to pronounce his name, John Nepomuk, Nepomuk and he's a, 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 a priest in Prague who was a kind of a vicar general or something like that. Now the story is, I don't absolutely know if it's true, but it's certainly been held up, that he was asked by King Wenceslaus, the fourth definitely not good King Wenceslaus, his <laughs> wife went to this guy for confession and you know he wanted to know what your man had, to, his wife had told him in confession and apparently he wouldn't open his mouth he was tortured and then if any Irish visitors are in Prague you'll see a five starred cross on the Charles River Bridge where apparently he was flung in so even if it's not fully true I mean it's one of these legends that's built up nonetheless it makes the point that any priest and I, I can't imagine anywhere in the world and I'm not a particularly brave guy any guy is going to go to jail even would be sent sentenced to life, would be put to death. And he would say, this is one thing that absolutely is not is not up for negotiation. There's no priest is going to say they're going to talk. that They'll take the consequences right. if the law decided it.
0: Okay, you can take the Fifth Amendment on this question if you want to, okay? <laughs> <laughs> All right, you can plead the fifth exactly yeah, well in the tens of thousands of confessions that you've heard in your lengthy career as a priest, was there ever a moment when somebody told you something that uh, might have been uh, seriously or marginally illegal the act that they were sinning that they had sinned
1: oh, you bet. <laughs>
0: really? <You bet. laughs> I wasn't absolutely. expecting that, Brendan. Sorry. Okay. But the,
1: scenario, the scenario would be, just to give you one little point, I remember there was, an, there was a case in America where a guy rang the police about two people, two girls who were in danger. He couldn't tell them anything more. The cops understood he couldn't tell them anything more, and they protected the girl. In other words, you can't say anything about who said it, where it said it, so, but in an absolutely extreme case, you might give a warning that would prevent something terrible happening.
0: All right, but like what about is it a sin for me like to have ten points and then drive the car? Is that a sin?
1: Oh, yes. Well, uh, put it this way, I don't know what the, the drink drive And for me, actually, my limit, I used to notice when I had a half a, a glass of Guinness a half a pint years ago as a student a chaplain kind of teaching the uni, I used to drive through red lights on my little Honda 50. So I have a very, very low alcohol tolerance. <laughs> so, but you, know, I, don't know, I don't know what you're able to cope with. So in other words, the moral stuff would come in. What I would often say to people in confession, what is your own personal red line? What do you notice that you wouldn't be in control of? And I mean, that's, up to your conscience. So I'm not enforcing the law. I'm not a policeman. So what the law says about the limits, that wouldn't worry as much as what you know you can't do. And if you found, like, I I know I can't even have a half a pint.
0: No, but uh, it, uh, Brendan, I'm the right. point I suppose I'm trying to make is uh, there uh, get away from the child abuse thing you know, which is a very obvious yes, target, yes, 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 yes. but there must be a ton of men and women going to confession not in not in as many numbers as they used to, i admit, met but, but still who go to confession and confess to uh, some kind of illegal activity, right? So, uh, do you, does a the priest then sort of say, okay Three Hail Marys and resolve never no, to no. sin again or what did let's, it
1: let's well, no, let's take the obvious one. Now you've always got to have what we call a purpose of amendment. You've to make a promise before God, yeah. not me. As I said, look I'm just an idiot. I'm just working for him, you know what I mean? Yeah. But the obvious one would be financial stuff. Right. So if someone goes and rags robs the AIB and they've got twenty thousand under their belt somewhere. I can't forgive him unless he pays that back. Unless he, you know, and he has to be saved. Why would he come to confession if he's not saved? So there's no way. And even if say, he didn't pay his tax and it was up to whatever, 50,000 or something, and he can't pay it back in his lifetime. I still have to say you have got to make every effort to pay up to whatever you can manage to pay between now and you kick the bucket. I can't forgive him unless he pays it back. So that sort of stuff there's, you know, there's an obvious, when you come to material things like that, there's no way you can just blast over and say, you, can, you know, you're forgiven now, you can keep the dough. You know, you just can't do that.
0: Oh, you can't.
1: No, no, you, they've got to give the money back. I can't forgive him unless he promises there and then to take serious effort to make a serious effort and sometimes you have to say to someone look if the most you can manage is a hundred say a hundred euro a month a hundred euro a week you have got to pay back that for the rest of your life I can't forgive him unless he or her, unless they promise to pay back that back. it's Otherwise, we're codding ourselves. They're not really sorry for what they did if they're going to keep the proceeds. You
0: know what I mean? Well, it's, it's, that's an interesting thing, Brendan. My um, guest, remember, from Australia, Father Brendan Purcellate of University College Dublin. But it's an interesting thing, Brendan, that you would have to assume when somebody comes to Confession, that they have a belief in the sacrament first of all to come Absolutely. there, and then when they come there, and whether it's income tax, robbing the bank, or whatever it might be, you have to think that the reason they came to confession is that because they have a purpose of an amendment.
1: Absolutely, and you always presume you're always so grateful when they come. I mean, the comment from a typical comment from me is: Look, being a Christian isn't being perfect; it's being ready to start again. You're. You're coming here to make a new start. We do our be- absolute best to help you do that. So I mean, you do all that for the person, no matter what. But you never can avoid uh, the scenario that the purpose of a man means. Let's say, say for example, someone comes to me and they are, let's say, let's take an easy enough case. They're addicted to drugs or to, to alcohol, whatever you like. And so they're a, see, they're an alcoholic. They're seriously down the road in that. All I can ask that person to do is what AA would ask them to do, because if they promise before God, they're not going. A drink again. I'll only expect for them do the best you can one day at a time today. Don't worry about tomorrow.
0: Okay. All right. Thanks so much for joining me late at night. The late night chat shows. The late (laughs) night chat shows will be starting soon to keep you occupied. Uh, God bless you. Take care. Father Brendan Purceller uh, in Australia, I must say, um, we've, we've missed him. Uh, hard border, soft border, stupid border, whatever kind of border, uh, the story changes every single day. I would bring you up to date with the latest story on Brexit in just a moment. And Michael Graham's here at one o'clock.